At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to Visa's Prime Time Action Live from the South Point on the tip of the strip here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Albari, Kelly Bidlin. The Midsummer Classic Major League Baseball All-Star Game set to uh, start here in, uh, I don't know, in due time. Let's call it Let's call it in due time. That gives us uh, some space. Uh, Danielle, this is not typically the show where we mention big bets uh, like others like to do because... Uh, listen, globally, there's a lot of big bets made every day, and so yeah. we tend to overrate those made here in the state of Nevada, uh, but or, or elsewhere now, and because we have multiple legalized jurisdictions. But every once in a while, a bet is made, and I feel, feel like we should comment on it. What was the one you just saw? Well, yeah, because it's important to remember: just because someone makes a large wager doesn't mean that they're a sharp better. Correct. Right? So tonight, uh, better at BetMGM wagered a hundred thousand dollars to win eighty-seven thousand on the National League to win the All-Star Game. So NL opened at minus one hundred five, closed at minus one fifteen. Matt, I give you the floor. There it is. I mean, obviously, I would love to hear his handicap. Does he know that the AL won the last seven? Obviously not. Yeah, he didn't follow that trend. Needs to get the newsletter out here. 54% of the tickets and 57% of the handle on the NL side. Listen, I'm not saying he's going to, he's not, he or she is not going to win their bet. Um, 
but I would just love to know what compels someone to bet six figures on a major league baseball the, star game. This is when Vinny here at the South Point is just fantastic when these kind of bets get brought up where he's like, I'll book that action every I'll time. Book that. I'll book that action every time. And anytime like, someone brings up like a – 80 to 1 or 100 to 1 ticket or something. He's like, we will gladly take 100 to 1 anytime for whatever amount you want because, yes, 100 to 1s just don't hit that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, look, this guy might be a billionaire. Yeah, if he is, it's a Tuesday. This, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this is. There's nothing going on in sports except this and my soccer game, which is still delayed. Thunderstorms. Yeah. How do you feel about making your first soccer bet and then having to wait two hours before it gets played? I'm stressed. I mean, I did pick the dog here, so I'm, I'm already stressed. Panama I put, versus Cotter. I mean, I put chips. Say how you will. I put chips on a table today and had a person's. I mean, I mean, I mean like this past weekend, has a person spin a ball in a circle and then it like stops. And then so, I go, oh, I lost. So and, who's and, to say that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I did right. that this past weekend. Well, when you Who among it, us? When you yeah. put it that way. Yeah. 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 I say that about all kinds of things now. Like, you know, I used to, there's a Star Trek convention in town on, in August every year. Star Trek convention, right? And uh, I happen to know somebody who, who's a pretty high up in, the, in that show for years and i used to say initially i'd be like oh my god what's wrong with these what's wrong with these people they they're trekkies trekkies right their yes. whole life is dedicated there's been movies made about them. whole life is dedicated to the love of this television show i'm not sure if they know this this isn't real uh and then after a while i began to appreciate that and i'm like you know what who's to say their passion isn't any more valid than mine right yeah, I, I bet like Matt said, we bet on a ball going around a roulette wheel. <laughs> Should like, judge here. Take my hard-earned money and put it on number three, and yeah. then flick that ball around in a I circle. And in thirty seconds later, I'm going to lose the money that you that you just put down on there. Yeah, yeah. To we'll each judge. his own. Yeah, or her. Yeah. To each his own or her. Uh, so we'll review our bets here. The only thing that I have tonight, I am over ten and a half. In the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, I had seven different bets on the home run derby yesterday, uh, but it worked out very nicely. Four for four on the uh, opening brackets. So I didn't expect to have seven bets last night. I've reduced it to one tonight, just on the uh, total, over 10.5. I am, before this starts, I still am tempted to make a first home run wager on either Fernando Tatis at 7-1 or Max Muncy, the first two players in the NL lineup, 12-1 to on Muncy, uh, fading Shohei Otani. But I don't know. I got five minutes or so to figure that out. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's like we got a little bit of time here. I mean, hey. I don't know. Maybe I'll get distracted by our golf guest here momentarily. I feel like they've been introducing uh, they've been uh, introducing starting lineups and rosters for this for what about we, 30 minutes now. At least there's like. no fire today. What do we think about those uniforms? That's an interesting choice they came up with this year. I didn't even pay attention to when they were coming <laughs> I was out. Say, I don't know that I've seen them yet, actually. Uh, I thought you were talking about the uniforms on these guys. And oh, I'm like, oh, no, these look, these, no. these, these look uniforms sharp. look spectacular. So these wonderful. Are, <laughs> some good uniforms. Some good, some good. There you go. You got the you got the white on one what side. Are they, I mean, Gil, you, I mean, what do they normally look like? Do they look different to you than other years drastically? Yeah, well, back in the, was there ever a time where they played? I, I can't even remember this now. Was there ever a time where they all played in their team uniform? No, not in Major League Baseball All-Star Games, I don't believe. Um, I could be wrong about that, but uh, these are le- these are just less traditional because they're top and bottom monochromatic mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, so interesting. And who was that singing the national anthem? That looks familiar. Some, familiar face. Uh, Christopher Jackson, it said, was his name. Oh, okay, all right. We've covered it all. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvarez, Kelly Bidlin. Let's segue to the Open Championship uh, because that is obviously uh, front and center this week among all sports, including the NBA Finals, of course, resuming tomorrow night. But it is golf's final major of the year. And to help us along, we bring in the host of the First Cut podcast. You can follow him on Twitter. I love his Twitter handle, Rick Run Good, which is also the uh, handle on his uh, website. It is Rick Gaiman. And Rick, 
Glad you could join us tonight. Thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, let's just start with the the futures board, the odds to win uh, the Open Championship, as they call it these days, outright. Should John Rahm, like we've gotten to the point here where John Rahm is half the uh, the bang for your buck than anyone else in this field. Is that justified to you at this point? It certainly is justified. Whether it's bettable or not, we can talk about that in a second. But John Rahm on an absolute scorcher right now in his last three starts worldwide. Only six golfers in total have beaten him. Remember, he was running away with the Memorial a couple of weeks ago before having to withdraw on Saturday night. Then he won the U.S. Open, and then he played great in Scotland last week. So this is certainly well warranted for him being the favorite. And I tell people, you know, seven and a half, eight to one, something like that. It's probably not a bettable number. You're asking him to win this event, you know, like 12% of the time with all of the best players in the world here. But if you're just kind of a, a recreational golf or golf wagerer and you want to have a sweat on Sunday, somebody who's likely to be in the mix, this is your guy. If you're doing it much more seriously, I'm not sure that number is one you can fire on. So let's take a look at the at the course itself here. And, you know, this is one of the things where I, you know, people who maybe haven't paid attention to golf a ton, got into it this year. It was one of the first sports to come back, so maybe they fell in love with it. If you haven't seen Link-style golf and you haven't seen a Link-style course and certainly one like this with the type of bunkers we're going to see and the different types of plays that are going to have to happen, I mean, we might see guys having hit sideways or backwards or whatever out of these things. whatever. So tell, tell everyone a little bit about this course of what we know about it. Sure thing. It's Royal St. George's. It's in the Open Championship Roto, so we get it fairly often. This will be the 15th time that we'll see it, and it is true Lynx golf. It is the way golf was supposed to be played, which at least gives you the option to play the ball on the ground. Here in America, we fly the ball to the hole every single time. We play it through the air. There was a really great quote from Brooks Kepka earlier this week. He said, I'm 50 yards away in the fairway, and there's like six different clubs that I could hit. That is Lynx-style golf. It gives you a lot of options, a lot of opportunities to be creative. And usually those who are more creative, those who can usually battle with the wins a little bit better, those are the ones that tend to come out on top. And Royal St. George's is going to be no different. There's going to be pot bunkers that are going to act as magnets to golf balls around the greens. And there are going to be plenty of shots wasted in said pot bunkers. This is going to be a true test of link style golf for all four days. All right, so let's start before we get to some of the more sexy long shots here. (laughs) First of all, give us a sense of how you specifically bet a golf tournament. What portion of your funds is dedicated to outrights? What do you do with head-to-heads? What do you do with derivative markets like top 10, top 20? Give us a sense of that if you would. Yeah, I bet it very carefully. This is a volatile game. Uh, you know, I'm sprinkling outrights. I know that's the sexy thing. We go down to the long shots and, and, and everybody wants to get 50 times or 100 times return on their money uh, in just four days. But if you're doing it seriously, your head-to-head matchups or your three balls are where you're going to make the, the large portion of your profit. So really, I'm trying to identify in matchups golfers that are trending in one direction versus golfers that are trending in another to see if there's value there. And then taking a very small portion of my weekly wagers, putting them in outrights and leaning more on matchups, maybe some top 20 numbers, things that are much closer to even money like you would get in other sports. Rick, what were the key stats that you really started to, I mean, we've got 156 guys that are going to be teeing it up. So you got to be able to shrink the field down and start to get a player pool that you're looking at this week. So what were some of the stats that you were looking at? 
Yeah, there's a few things. So I run this uh, this model every single week for every course. Now this course rotates, so it's not truly for Royal St. George's, but the strongest stat that is correlated to success uh, at the Open Championship in the last 12 years has been strokes gained around the green. That's the ability to kind of get your ball out of these awkward positions, whether you're green side or a little bit further, and get away with par. Par is going to be a really good score this week on most holes, but uh, I think the other aspect is this is a true test. You know, there are only 13 golfers in this field who gain strokes in all four major categories. Those are golfers who uh, do not have a flaw in their game or at least a glaring one because they're steady and all around. Those are usually the types of golfers that I think uh, tend to play really well in these kind of random wonky type open championship situations. All right, let's uh, let's talk about a guy up at the top that a lot of people are likely to have, but I've heard some disparate opinions on this just anecdotally. Brooks Kepka. Um, some are like, well, this is a major. He's going to get up for a major. Obviously he does have some good strokes gain stats on links courses. I know as well, but then there are those who go through their, their numbers and they're like, well, yeah, but you know, there's, there's a lot of tournaments in there where it's not vintage Kepka to say the least. And it sort of pollutes their thinking about him. Where do you stand on him headed into Royal St. George? I'm holding a Brooks Kepka outright ticket. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer. You know, I think the the general perception with everything that's going on with Brooks, whether it's the knee, the feud with Bryson, is that things aren't going very well for him right now. He still has three top five finishes in his last four starts, and two of those are major championships. And when you talk about major championship golf, nobody is better than Brooks Kepka. In the 20 major championships that he has played, he has finished inside the top 15 17 times. I'll say that again. 17 out of 20, he has finished inside the top 15 at major championships. Whatever it is that he can really muster up uh, and, and pull from the depths of these huge events, he's able to do it. He's trending in the right direction, and I think he's going to be in the mix again on Sunday. Rick, people are going to look and they're going to see all oh, the last two winners, uh, you know, whenever they played here, both been super big long shots and, you know, things are going to be, uh, can be so unpredictable, but, you know, I think we could look now and, and the golfers of today, I mean, even whenever we look, I mean, when Darren Clark won here 2011, I mean, we're talking 10 years later, the, the golfers of today, 10 years later, the guys that are winning, the guys that are on tour right now, I mean, it's just a different breed of cat that's out there right now. And I just find it very, very hard to believe that it's not going to be kind of one of the better guys in the world that ends up, you know, prevailing at, at this tournament with the conditions that it looks like we're going to get. I mean, I'm kind of pinging this this uh, this wind tower that's the closest it looks like to, to sandwich over there. And it looks like we're going to get like the 17, 18 mile an hour winds with the gusts in the, the 20, 23 mile an hour range, stuff like that. I mean, that, that just all says to me, guys with the most skill and am I am I just off here or do you think that that's kind of how this might play out no, I certainly tend to agree with that assessment. You know, this is uh, uh, this major championship, at least compared to other major championships, it is a bit more random. You know, the Masters plays very, very consistently year in and year out because we get the same course, we get generally the same conditions, and you get generally the same names at the top. This is a little bit more random than that, but you're absolutely on the right track that the game of golf right now is so incredibly deep. And one through 100 in this field are all incredibly good golfers, and the guys at the top can really separate themselves at times, I would be stunned. I would be shocked. I think a lot of things would have to happen for us to find a 200 to one or longer winner this week. I think, I think one of the big boys is coming through and hoisting the Clara jug on Sunday. Okay. Besides Brooks Kepka, then who do you have? Let's start with the outrights. Who do you have in pocket? 
Yeah, in pocket, uh, Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland. Hovland is a guy who has two wins here on the PGA Tour, both of them in windy conditions, Puerto Rico and Mayakoba. He just added a, a European Tour victory a couple of weeks ago. I think that he can go out there even with the lack of experience and, and contend to win this golf tournament. You start going a little bit further down the board as I build my card out. I'm looking at a couple of guys who are more all-around players, as we discussed earlier, a Daniel Berger and a Harris English. These are two guys that uh, when they're at their best, they're, they have a high floor. You know, they are not playing themselves out of golf tournaments. They're keeping themselves in contention and they're winning probably more often than they should. And then I'm kind of rounding that card out with a couple of longer shots of Joaquin Neiman, again, a guy who lacks a lot of experience, but I think he has the, the shot shape and the trajectory to really contend here. And then I'll probably put a cap on this with maybe just one really long shot. That person for me is probably Lucas Herbert at the moment. He won twice, uh, or excuse me, he won two weeks ago on the European tour, played well in Scotland last week. He's trending in the right direction. We've seen him hoist trophies on the European tour. And when I look at all of that, it, it builds a, a well-rounded card for me as I enter Thursday, very early in the morning. Rick, I want to hear your opinion on a couple of guys that if either one of these guys win the tournament, I'm going to have an incredibly horrible week because I am fading <laughs> them in every single head-to-head -head that I can possibly do. But uh, your opinion on Rory and Bryson, because these are two names, obviously shorter shots. Uh, one of the longer numbers we've seen on Bryson in quite a while at 30 to 1. You st Rory's still up there at 18 to 1. Um, you know, look. Form from Rory, even even after winning a few weeks ago, still, to me, a little erratic with everything. And then Bryson, as you were talking about, you know, with the way that this course kind of plays and lays out and the way that uh, and the way that this weather tends to look like it's going to be, especially on the weekend, I just don't know if this really favors kind of the bomb and gouge style that it looks like Bryson's come come hell or high water, he is going to play no matter what. It does not look like he has any, any inkling whatsoever to, be, to, to try to change the way that uh, he's playing right now. So what, what are your opinion on those two guys? Uh, yeah, to Bryson's credit, he's going to lean into that strategy. He's going to yeah. lean into the, the body that he has built over the last couple of years and and I agree an open championship is probably not a great a great spot for him there are so many small margins he's not very good between 50 and 125 yards on the PGA Tour his average approaches 22 feet 2 inches in that situation which on the PGA Tour it's fine it means you're putting for birdie from 22 feet here at Royal St. George's it means your ball has run off into a pot bunker and now you are in big trouble so I'm a little bit worried that things can go sideways quickly for Bryson I am a, a bit more bullish on Rory Mack you know, outside of uh, the disaster on the first hole at Royal Portrush in 2019, his, he has phenomenal open championship history. I think that he is uh, quick to kind of find something with the driver. And if he's able to find something at, with the driver like he did at the Wells Fargo Championship, like he did a bit more recently at Torrey Pines, I think he can make a lot of noise. And when he starts lurking on the weekends, I think he can be pretty dangerous. Uh, I noticed on your Twitter feed at Rick Run Good, everybody. By the way, Rick Run Good. Uh, you did have a section where you're talking about uh, players that you were going to fade. Was it Bryson? Yeah. Was it Rory? Or was it somebody else? Yeah, Bryson made the list. The other name, the other big name at the top would have been Dustin Johnson. And for me, you know, I, he's just playing fine. He's playing okay. Unfortunately, for the odds that I'm being asked to pay, uh, I don't want someone who's playing okay or playing just fine. You know, since the the Genesis Invitational, which was in February, uh, he's only had one other top 10. That was in South Carolina at the Palmetto Championship. That was a field he should have absolutely destroyed. He finished T10 there. I'm just worried that the state of his game is not where it needs needs to be when you head into a major and remember he's missed the cut at the last two major championships his game's not in great shape right now and I'm not sure where it's at and how he's going to play this week
Rick, uh, you know, people, I'm sure, a lot of crossover between what we do here and then in the DFS world as well. And we kind of start to look at the the big contest over on DraftKings this week. I mean, some some huge, huge money to be won. Uh, one of the things that really st- stood out to me was what seems to be like a pricing error on Sam Burns, where it's almost like he's the free square this week. What is your opinion on a player like that? I mean, I tend to lean into the take the free square, differentiate elsewhere. Like, don't don't try to get too cute and fade the guy that is likely to at least make the cut here and he's basically free. Um, but there are a lot of people who don't go that direction. What do, what do you think about that? Yeah, so he's $6,300 on DraftKings. He should probably be about $7,300. You can tell it's a pricing error because he's 80 to 1 approximately to win, while Ernie L's same price, 350 to 1. They are much different. So you know it's a pricing error. I tend to lean in and take the opportunity because uh, what he allows you to do, whether he is one of the highest owned golfers on the slate or not, is that salary relief allows you to just pile in studs at the top. This is already weak pricing for a major championship because they want it to be friendly to uh, the general public. So it's already very easy to make great lineups. If you can plug a guy like Sam Burns in who has already won this year, get even more salary cap relief, you can have your pick of the litter of all of the studs at the top. Rick, head-to-heads for the tournament itself. Did you make any of those bets? Yeah, certainly. There's a couple that I'm interested in. A, a lot of Jordan Spieth. Uh, Jordan Spieth against basically anybody I think is is pretty viable. He is super creative around the greens, and if it wasn't for John Rahm, we'd be saying that Jordan Spieth is the best player in the world in 2021. We know he's he's won a, a Claret Jug before, and he's been great at Open Championships. And and then even Colin Morikawa. You know, I think he's getting a little bit disrespected in in all markets, uh, and his outright number certainly drives uh, the rest of his of his betting numbers uh, because he is a first timer. He's special. He's the fourth-ranked player in the world making his Open Championship debut. He's the best iron player on the planet by a large margin. I think he's being a little bit disrespected, so I'm I'm stocking up on all of the Jordan Spieth and Colin Morikawa matchups that I can get. All right, Rick Gaiman from the First Cut Podcast at Rick Run Good, also rickrungood.com. Rick, appreciate it. Enjoy Royal St. George's, man. Should be fun. Thank you. It's going to be a blast. Rick, uh, Rick Gaiman on the show for the first time. That was nice having him. Joy Otani did not hit a home run. Yes. So I made a wager while we were talking to Rick. I was multitasking, and I sent these to Kelly. I did, in fact, get in on Tatis Jr. and Muncie, first like two it. players in the uh, National League lineup, to I hit the first would. homer, plus <laughs> 650 and 10 to 1, respectively. But I got to get past Vladdy here. Uh, I can't Oof. have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, hit one deep on Scherzer. Oh, and, and he that hung was a slider. A, oh, oh, that was a meatball. <laughs> and then he hung a slider to him. Oh man. Oh boy. So we're just underway. You, if you got a, if you got away uh, got away with that one, you're yeah, good. You're maybe golden. I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. You're golden now. You know, all my lollygagging though, I only got <laughs> plus six fifty and ten to one. I could have gotten better numbers a few minutes earlier. Um, it's almost as if someone's listening and bet them before we could. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 1-1 count from Scherzer as the uh, Midsummer Classic begins. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do a whole bunch of other stuff, including, ooh, and he almost hits Vlad, by the way, uh, including 32 games, excuse me, 32 teams, rather, and 32 shows. Let's be specific, because uh, it won't be 32 days. We'll go away for a while. Uh, we'll continue with the Jacksonville Jaguars a little later on. That ought to be fun. Uh, and then Doug Kazarian. Doug Kazarian gracing us with his uh, presence on uh on the show tonight from ESPN's Daily Wager. A bullet from Vlad (laughs) ends up being a ground ball to second base. So two up, two down. Oh, the excitement building as uh, 
Vlad and Scherzer give each other a hug there. We'll see that in a regular major league. Almost took his head off. Yes. Almost killed you. My apologies. Coming back, that and more right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil. 
Daniela, your Panama Cotter uh, bet is uh, still delayed in still weather. Still delayed. Yes, we're dealing with we're dealing with weather here. But I like I'm feeling better about my bet because why? Because I think Panama is going to fare better with a little bit of water on the field, oh. a little bit of rain, a little bit of precipitation there. Yeah. Oh. All right. That's interesting. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Little, good little yeah. handicap. Uh, Max Scherzer, the nearly decapitated Max Scherzer, yeah. uh, gets out of the first inning. One, two, three. Yes. Which unscathed. brings up Fernando Tatis Jr. and Max Muncy. Oh, yeah. Which, again, respectively, have a plus 650 and 10 to 1 now to hit the first home run. I couldn't help myself. Nice of them to put Arenado hitting third as well in this and his little return to Denver there. You know? Yeah. That was good. good yeah. To, uh, Although Trevor Story didn't uh, have the storybook home run derby. Phil, I have to say, everybody is hating on these uniforms on Twitter, but I, I don't I don't have a problem with them. I'm very okay with see... the blue ones. I don't yeah. know how yeah, I feel I, about I like the, the blue ones. ones. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think. I mean, people are really going in on them, and I don't think they're that bad. People think, on Twitter have opinions. I think yeah. both of them kind of look like a jail <laughs> uniform, though. Well, like you know, it's too like matchy you, match like for you. you. Just wear like if you had just gone to the pokey. <laughs> like, doesn't that look like what you? It does, doesn't it? You now can't that unsee I, now that. that I say it, I'm yeah, also yeah, seeing see? like scrubs as well. I feel like they're a little bit like medical scrubs with the matching top and bottom. Yeah. 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 So there we go. Show it's the matching. It's too matchy match. It's a nurse that just went to jail. Well, how do you feel? How do it's you a feel jail for nurses. Wow. There it is. <laughs> it's a jail for nurses. How do you feel about Thursday night football when they go monochromatic? Like the, the Seahawks uniform sticks out, the right? The celery? The, the, where they the look highlighter like... on highlighter? Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that. You I like, like that? I Like some of them I like, some of them I don't. Right? Well, so, it's, hard, it's hard to. Well, those are not full length pants. These are full length pants. So that's a different thing as well. An excellent point. Yeah. And here's the uh, 01 to Tatis Jr. Low and outside. Give him a meatball, Otani. Let him hit it out. Of course, if I don't get a home run here, I'm still alive. We could go around the other side of the order, <laughs> but they might be something. I, at some uh, point. Rick said he liked Jordan Spieth, and let me tell you, I hope he has a good week as well because I am heavily invested in one Jordan. Yeah, Spieth let's uh, let's pick week. your brain, Mr. Uh, Bat Brown. What what have you bet so far in Jordan Spieth? Uh, look, I'm. I'm probably going to be pretty chalky for this. Again, like I said, I mean, I understand the last guy to win this was was 200 to 1, and the last time they played, and the time they played before that, the guy was like 300, 400, 500, depending on where you got him to 1. Uh, but again, 10 years of of golf, and then like it's just it's just a different era. I mean, look at these guys now that weren't around 10 years ago. And I mean, just right right there, Rom, Spieth, Kepka. You go down a little bit further, Xander, JT, Colin Morikawa. I mean, all these guys are at the top right here of this odds board. These guys were in, in middle school, you know, like high, middle school or high school last time that, yeah. you know, this thing was played at this course. And so it's just a different breed of golfer now, you know, and these guys practice for fun hitting these stingers and stuff. And like all of them are posting pictures of them hitting drivers that never go higher than like seven feet off the ground and you know, things that he didn't quite get it, Gil. No, he didn't quite. He didn't didn't quite didn't <laughs> no, quite get it. No. But he 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 got he got some of it. Tatis Jr. pop out, left field. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got nothing bet yet. I started uh doing my research last night before uh my power went out because of a thunderstorm thunderstorm here in Las Vegas, which yeah. <laughs> that was that mm -hmm. was rare. Uh but uh I have a feeling, a very strong feeling. I will be on Spieth, Kepka. And then, uh, and, then that, and then a couple others, but I'm with you, Matt. I'm probably going to be pretty chalky as well, I think. I, I'll be pretty chalky. Spieth, the one that I'm most invested in, I'm on Kepka as well. I have a little sprinkle on Justin Thomas as well. Like I, I'm, I'm looking at these guys that kind of bring a whole bunch of 
a whole bunch of creativity to the course and guys that are good around the green. Because yep. again, this is uh, this course fifty sub fifty six percent greens and regulation last time they played here. Now again, better golfers this time around, but it just goes to show that these greens are going to be hard to, to hit. It's not going to stay a lot. Again, everything is everything is undulated here. There's like even the fairways. Like there is going to there's no flat shot on this entire course. And so I want dudes that when they get up around there are going to be able to pitch it up and give themselves a chance to either get a birdie or, or, or save par or whatever it might be. And so I, um, the one other guy he mentioned, Daniel Berger, good number on him this week. He's usually pretty strong around the greens too. So that's a guy I'll probably be looking at hard. Patrick Reed as well. Uh, he's always a guy that gets creative in those situations. Yeah, right? And I told y'all I had a ticket from, I had a ticket on, on Hovland and Ricky Fowler from, you know, a long time ago. So those weren't, necessarily new bets, but just been around for a couple months. Louis Hazen just sitting right there in the middle at 25 to 1. We will hear from him, I'm sure. Uh, Muncie grounds out. So, uh, so far, not so good with those two <laughs> bets. Uh, we'll come back. We'll look at the home run race this year, which Otani, of course, is on top of. That's next right here on Visa's Primetime Action. any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. You can also download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Gil. Danielle, um, we have some Major League Baseball home run markets to look at here. Yeah, so uh, we can take a look here. The numbers we have up, obviously, the odds on one side here, and then their current home run totals. So odds to lead the MLB in home runs here. Shohei Otani is the favorite right now at even money with 33 current home runs. And then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. behind him at 2-1 to one with 28 total home runs so far. And Fernando Tatis Jr. sitting at 5-1 to one with 28 as well. Below that, Kyle Schwarber 14-1 to one with 25 current home runs. Okay, so I have an Adalis Garcia. You'll see him on the right side there at 20 to 1 with 22. He's 11 back. I have him from before the season at 100 to 1. Um, but that's quite frankly where he ought to be now, down 11 to Shohei Otani. At 16, he was in a co lead uh, for all of Major League Baseball. Hasn't worked out since then for Garcia. Uh, Otani obviously running away with this. If there was one bet that I would make right now, given current total and current odds, it's probably Tatis Jr. at five to one, mm. five back. Because I think if you run this, if you run the rest of the season, you know, yeah. simulation, he probably wins it better than one in five times. Yeah, that would be the, I think the only play. The only now at this play. point, yeah. Schwarber we know is hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we don't want to deal with that. And the other guys, I think, are just too far back at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vlad, Vlad, you might consider, but not at that number. Correct. Right. You need a bigger number than that. And Gallo might be number. on the move, and he might go to say. a less favorable hitting environment, depending on where he ends up, because the the Rangers are likely to be sellers as well. His name's been floated around as far as guys that might be on the move. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's Tatis or nothing. Not a good start to my over, by the way. Scoreless after one. And Max, Scher- Max Scherzer's night is done. 
In comes Corbin Burns, Milwaukee Brewers, who will uh, now pitch the second inning to Aaron Judge in the All-Star game. I, I, I think that's correct. If Shohei Otani, you know, that, that's the problem, right? Otani's at, here, here's the question. Would you bet Otani at even money up five homers? That's the other way to sort of ask this. I would not. Again, I, what he's doing is unbelievable to me. I just there has to be at least a little bit of regression set in at some point with with all this. And further, man, I mean, like we see this a lot of times, and we just hadn't seen it. We hadn't, we hadn't had anyone do what he's doing in, in quite quite a long time either. But it means eventually, especially when you have nobody else, when the team's just not very good, and there's no one else in that lineup that hits. It's like, why are you why are you giving this guy balls? He that he can have a park. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. Why are you even doing that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And so, um, you know, I'm also kind of factoring in maybe this guy starts to get walked a little bit more as well because there's no one to protect him in that lineup. So, I don't know. I, I'm I wouldn't bet him even money. It'd be five. It'd be five to one on Tatis or pass for me. Yep, I think. Is that's... everybody else too far behind to consider like a Joey Gallo at twenty two to one? Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, I, I think Gallo. I mean, Gallo is one of the guys that has been rumored to be. He might be on the move. He could also end up in a in a less favorable hitting environment as well, which is another thing. I mean, who knows? Maybe he ends up in a better one. I mean, yeah. that, there's also that, but a um, little bit too far back for me. Okay. Good of William Hill to repost this though mm-hmm. as a Give market. Updates. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish uh, I wish all books would do that, and and for for other markets as well. But obviously, home runs are going to get a lot of attention. Um, and the others might not be bet as, as sort of rampantly, and they probably made that decision. By the way, a four-pitch walk to Judge, and now a seeing-eye ground ball down the uh, first base line. Noise from the American League. Runners at second and third, nobody out. Uh, here to start things out in the uh, top of the second. Let's score some runs, people. By the way, that was uh, Raphael Devers with this shot. That Fred- What happened to Freddie Freeman? Oh, it did go over his head. I missed that part. Did it bounce over his head? Took a big bounce like that? Look at that. Yeah. I guess it did. Look at this ground <laughs> ball right here. Yeah, wow. Oh, big bounce oh, yeah, from right, just... right off the uh, almost the batter's box itself and all the way over Freddie Freeman's head at first base and they're laughing. They're getting a good old laugh about it. <laughs> crushed it. In the box score, he crushed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not exactly the all-star double you're looking for, but yeah, uh, that's one way. Hey, in the box score, he crushed it. By no the way, here's any idea how he ended Here's up. another reason why we're so bullish on the Blue Jays. Uh, this is Marcus Semyon, who is now batting uh, six for the American League, and he's at the plate. And Semyon was one of these guys, again, for those of us who lived in the Bay, and uh, we're able to see him on a daily basis with the athletics. What a great pickup. Uh, and we knew it at the time for the Blue Jays. Just one of these guys that didn't, you know, the A's have their philosophies with money. They obviously have their restrictions in, in that market with how much they're uh, willing to pay guys. But Semyon ends up with the Blue Jays. Now, here's the thing with Semyon, too, because we were alluded to this earlier. The Blue Jays have a lot of really good infielders in their farm system. And so, you know, the window with Semyon, it might be a one-year th- one thing. By the way, there's a ground ball right there from Semyon down the third baseline that doesn't quite make it to Arenado. <laughs> Judge scores from third, and everybody's safe. Yeah. Now, Burns walked Judge to put him on, so he deserves what he's getting here. But yeah. two, like, two of those. just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, You're look looking for mashers. Thing. You're getting the opposite of this. This is unbelievable. Just They've rolled over two balls <laughs> to, the, to, just to perfection here. Yeah. 
Arenado had no chance of getting Semyon at first. Unbelievable. Yeah. So first and <laughs> <That's good. laughs> first and uh, second now. Runners were not able to advance, or the runner Devers was not able to advance from second. So first and second, one run in. Score some runs. Bunt him over. Got to get over. <laughs> yeah, bunt. You imagine of all the things I was screaming, but all now in the All-Star game, they bunt here. Uh, over 10 and a half. This is Sal Perez, who had the worst of it in the home run derby yesterday with 28 homers in the first round. But because they went to brackets, he didn't advance because he lost. He was paired with Pete Alonzo, and Alonzo went ballistic with 35. By the way, one thing about the home run derby, if we can handicap it moving forward, do we bet on Pete Alonzo every year from now on? No, I'm betting on Mr. Jouse or Coach Jouse or whoever, whoever he's pitching for. If he's pitching for Alonzo, That's I'm true. betting on him. That's a good point. That's a good point. Whoever he's pitching to. That's, that's the raw power that Alonzo has. Oh, just oh yeah, it was incredible. Insane. Yeah. And with him, you don't even, like, the whole thing about, oh, he could mess up his swing. Like, there's not even a notion of that. You're like, yeah. he, didn't, he couldn't care less about it. I do have, I told you guys off air, but Team USA has won a game. Yes. They won by 28 tonight against Argentina. The 28-point win is the second largest by a Greg Popovich coached U.S. squad. Take that for what you will. And then also, uh, just coming out from the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard had surgery to repair a partially torn uh Eight right ACL today. Why did he wait this long? I don't know. Hmm. Partially torn must not have been torn bad enough to, I guess, rule him out at the time, but... He's always confounding that guy. Yeah. Somewhere in Las Vegas, Jason Tatum was wondering, is it me? Why is I the problem with Team USA? Uh, USA. Team USA gets off the schneid with that win. We'll come back. 32 teams and 32 shows. The Jaguars are up next on Visa's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. It's also U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Go. Danielle, I believe it's time to uh, continue the series that is uh, just taking over the nation. 32 teams in 32 shows. 32 teams in 32 still hammering all that out. Yeah. Uh, so let's stay in the AFC South here. We'll look at the Jaguars today. Let's recap their last season. They finished 1-15 and 15 after winning the first game of the year. That good? Uh, and, yeah, well, I mean, they got good something for them. good out of it. They got something good out of yeah. it, obviously. So finished last in the AFC South. They fired their GM, David Caldwell, during the season and head coach Doug Marone after the season ended. The offense scored the third fewest points, had the fifth fewest yards, seventh most turnovers, third most penalties committed, and the most penalty yards. The defense gave up the second most points, second most yards, and third most rushing yards, as well as the second most first downs. But hopefully a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel now that they have their first over I'll pick Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Yes, head new coach, head coach too. Who what has, could go wrong? Who has yeah? Who has exhibited some? Uh, I don't know some moments during this offseason where you wonder, uh, what's this going to work out or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit of that. We questioned him a couple of times, but yeah. hey, look, he hasn't given us a reason to question him fully yet. No. So uh, whether he puts it together on the field or not, that's something we'll find out. Look, not only did they have a you know good draft, we'll talk about in just a second, but I mean they had a pretty good free agency as well. They got Shaq Lawson. <laughs> corner to help them. I mean, listen, I mean, uh, he's, he, I mean, Chad Griffin, he is going to be, you know, lockdown corner for them. So that's good. Safety Rashawn Jenkins, they brought in as well. He's going to be an instant starter. They brought in uh, Roy Robertson Harris at defensive tackle. They brought in Malcolm Brown at defensive tackle. They brought in Marvin Jones at wide receiver. Like that is, you know, really good pickups. I mean, if you want to, if you want to say Carlos Hyde, they brought in Carlos Hyde as well. Then on the draft side, they had two firsts, two seconds, a third, and then two fourths. So they were able to really load up in the draft. Of course, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne in the first round, took Tyson Campbell, Walker Little in the second round. Tyson Campbell being a corner, uh, Walker Little an offensive tackle. So a little bit of protection for your quarterback. You bring in a corner because again, all those defensive stats that Danielle mentioned whenever she was reading off, defense was pretty pathetic. So go ahead and get a corner to come in, try to lock this down. It's a passing league. 
They uh, in the third round safety Andre Cisco, so another guy in the secondary for them that they uh, drafted, and then they drafted a defensive tackle and a defensive end with their with their uh, fourth round picks, and so addressed just basically every single position of need that they really had there, and they needed a lot because in DVOA they finished the season 27th on offense and 31st on defense, so that is not going to win you very many games. That might be why you only won one game in the entire season. ESPN has them 28th as far as the strength of their roster heading into the season, top to bottom. But this new look team, if you look at their skill positions, Gil, I mean, like, you know, again, they're young. There will have to be, you know, a little bit of an adjustment period here. But you've got Trevor Lawrence. You've got Travis Etienne. You you already had James Robinson, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault. Now you bring in Marvin Jones as well. The skill position kind of, you know, area there should be something that maybe not this year, but at least next year, like it should be something they should be able to look forward to. Because, I mean, like, DJ Chark mm-hmm. has proven to be a, a really good, a really a kind of a surprisingly good receiver in the NFL. LaVisca Chenault graded out as one of the better rookie receivers in the league last year. Marvin Jones has kind of been that just solid guy that flies under the radar that we just don't give enough credit to, but he's just been a solid NFL receiver over the course. And, you know, if we believe Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne live up to, you know, expectations, James Robinson. Can I interrupt you there Mm -hmm. also? Because I think that's, that's what I wanted to seize on, which is, and and I've, I brought this up with Michael Lombardi, who is uh, host of the Lombardi line at VEASAN has worked with all the NFL greats, Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, Bill, um, uh, Bill, uh, who's the Burr. other Bill? Who's the other Bill? Bill Burr. <laughs> Not Bill Burr. <laughs> Belichick, Parcells, Al Davis. There's another Bill Walsh, of course. Uh, no, not Bill Walsh. Yeah, Bill Pullian? No, I don't know. There's another Bill in there. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, he's worked with all the greats, but except not Joe, Joe Gibbs. Actually, that's one, one exception. But I asked him, I'm like, look, is Trevor Lawrence absolutely positively this generational player. Mm. And he immediately, before I could even finish the sentence, he's like, yes, absolutely he is. He should absolutely be the number one pick of the draft, and so on and so forth. But I do think it deserves to be mentioned once out loud that in Trevor Lawrence's last game of the last two seasons at Clemson, he was probably the second-best quarterback on the field in both of those games. And with Clemson, you have all the talent in the world at the college level. So I just think at least once, uh, someone should just say out loud, are we that sure that he is absolutely this generational player who is a slam dunk can't miss for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Right, right. and I mean, that's the thing. It's like if if they live up to expectations, then, yeah, it's certainly something to be excited about if you're a Jaguars fan. They've, they've got a good little base and a good foundation for the future. But, listen, I mean, it's, it's not crazy. How many quarterbacks have, have we missed on in the last decade? Yeah. We've missed on a ton of quarterbacks over the last over the last decade. So, I mean, I don't think it's anything as a – it is a slam dunk here with Lawrence. But, I mean, again, if we're looking at physical tools, it, it seems like the guy has what it takes. I mean, Gil, kind of to that point, too, I, I've been thinking about this a lot of this offseason where it's like, okay, if this guy's supposed to be the best quarterback we've seen come out in a while, it sure feels like this team and him with the Jags are not being talked about very much. Like, And I'm not – of course, I don't think anybody's going to expect them to go win that division right away or anything, but – I mean, it isn't. It's a pretty impressive collection of talent that they've they've gotten together yeah. this offseason. As Matt just ran through very nicely, and I, like I, I've kind of thought that same kind of thing a couple times. Like, do we really believe he's that good? Because I feel like we would have been talking about this team a whole lot more. Yeah, and I just worry. Listen, I, I full disclosure, I grew up uh, as a Washington football team fan, and uh, I am very much still scarred by the Steve Spurrier experience 
where there was a couple years there before Joe Gibbs 2.0 where you had this college coach come in, great college mm-hmm. success, thought he knew everything in the world. Uh, yeah, we just pitch it and catch it. You know, segue immediately to a shot of uh, them going five and eleven in the post. Uh, you know, the exit interview. Five and eleven. Well, see, there were teams that were worse than we were. Four and twelve. So I guess that's not so bad. So I mean, I just think there's some. I worry about the arrogance factor, uh, and uh, I don't get the sense that Urban Meyer is shy about doing things his way or no other way well, could possibly work. So he, he was he was lining up what ETN at wide receiver right the first day of training yeah. camp. That was that was raising some eyebrows. And- I, I just worry about that. Yeah, I, I, mean, I get that. When, and yeah, I mean, it's like, do we get, you know, I mean, we, again, we got, we, we've said this multiple times on this show, so we're not like coming in with these crazy expectations or something like that. Like, we understand what we saw last year from the rookie quarterbacks is an aberration and not the norm. I mean, like, right. as unbelievable, like, and that's the thing, I think a lot of people are just going to fast forward to this year. And if Trevor Lawrence doesn't do what Joe Burrow was doing before the injury or what Justin Herbert did, that he's a bust or that he's not. It's such a great point, Matt, because I do think that that's going to be a conventional wisdom. People are like, oh, I mean, if you didn't perform like that, you're a complete bust. No, that was such an aberration. Yeah. Yeah, we just don't see rookies come in and just and just looks so incredibly poised like both of those guys did last year. It just doesn't happen. And so, you know, listen, it might take him a couple of years, and I think that that's okay. You know, I mean, like, it's it's the NFL. It's the hardest position to play in all sports. Like, you know, quarterback is the hardest position to play in all of sports. I mean, look, the PFF has him 29th power rated coming in the season at 1% Super Bowl win probability. So, again, they don't have them any chance. One of the things I did find was interesting, though, in their simulations, it did have them averaging – over seven and a half wins, though, which would put them over their win total like nearly seventy percent of the time in their because sus- their win total is six and a half. Yeah, right? over the in uh, through their core through the course of their simulations had them hitting over on the win total like close to seventy percent of the time. So pro football um, focus th- those numbers on their season win totals. I have to say, after hearing you mm-hmm. every night come up with what their projections are. They are largely off market, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're they definitely have their own way of getting there. Yeah, their their projection system and their modeling and their you know simulations and things like that seem to be a little bit. And one of the things I guess I do like about them, right or wrong, is they will take a stand on teams, right? Yes. Like if they think a team's going to be better or if they think a team is going to be worse, they're not hesitant about saying like, no, 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 we we feel like this team is going to be better than people think, or we feel like this team's going to be worse than people think, and so. They kind of play that out. Uh, again, like I said, averaging over seven and a half wins over 10,000 of their simulations. 22nd ranked offensive line heading into 2021. They do return all five starters, and they drafted a guy as well. Um, they actually passed block pretty well uh, last last season, just couldn't run block really at all. Their center, Brandon Linder, actually graded out as a top pass blocking center in the entire NFL uh, last season. And so, you know, that's good, of course, since you invested the number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence to have a a good pass blocking unit. So they do at least have that. And, you know, maybe they can improve on the run blocking side of things. The defensive line was, was putrid uh, 30th rated heading into this season. According to pro football focus, they do have Josh Allen and Clavin chase on, but here's the thing. They don't have any interior defensive linemen and really Josh Allen hasn't lived up to, to the hype that he had coming out of college heading into the NFL so far. That's not to say that he can, and he's only been in the league a couple of years. You can figure stuff out as a pass rusher as you become a little bit more familiar with the tendencies of offensive linemen and things like that. So it's not like he's a complete bust, but uh, certainly hadn't lived up to the massive hype that he had coming in. So they're going to have to get better defensive line play, especially whenever you look again, 
you're playing in a division with the Titans where we know what's going to happen there. They're going to run it down your throat. So they're going to need to get some better defensive line play with that. But, you know, I, I look at this Jags team and I don't think it's this year, but I mean, overall, I liked what they did in free agency. I certainly like what they did in the draft. I think that they drafted at positions of need and I think they went out and got the best players that they just felt like filled those positions of need. And so, um, you know, look, probably not this year, but I think two years from now, again, 500-ish team, you know, something like that. Maybe maybe knocking on the door of, of Chase. I mean, listen, the Titans aren't – Julio Jones is good. He's older. Derrick right, Henry yeah. is good. Derrick Henry's good. Eventually, the wheels are going to fall off, right? You can't just run the ball as many times as he does and, and keep up that level of production. So. We don't, and we don't know what's going to go on with the Colts, and who knows what's the future of Deshaun Watson and the Texans. You're right. This division in two years could be very interesting. You have a bet on the season win total or no? I don't, but I, I will say I, I I do lean towards the over a little bit with this team. Just win that first game at Houston. If you're mm-hmm. a Jaguars fan, don't go 0-1 on that. <laughs> That's probably the way to start. And then there's a winnable game week yeah. two, home against the Broncos. Uh, we'll come back. Doug Kazarian will join us from Daily Wager. And we'll update the All-Star game one to nothing currently right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.